Not ready? Too bad. Head back, face forward, and hold on like you mean it. Hello and welcome to Review Time's Theme Parkcast. This is a fortnightly show where we discuss all the ins and outs of attractions and parks from around the world. My name is Dom and we are back from our little holiday hiatus. And what better way to return than to talk about the exciting things coming to theme parks around the world this year. From springs of fantasy to lands of Oz to donkeys of Kongs. But I can't Kong donkeys alone. So please welcome the man who says that a hot dog is an acceptable name for a food item, but a soggy moggy is not. It's Review Time's co-host Luke Carroll. Yuck. <laughs> I don't like that word. What a way to come back. Soggy moggy. Soggy moggy. Yeah, that's unsettling. Heard? I don't know why, but that is unsettling just hearing that word. Is that, is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a wet cat. A soggy moggy. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> yeah, it could be a colloquial word for a, another thing that cats are sometimes referred to, but this isn't Parks After Dark. <laughs> no, that would only be exclusive for our Patreon listeners oh. who, oh, speaking of, we should give them a quick shout out. Segway alert. Yeah. Oh, should we talk about the segue this episode? Oh, not, again, not again. Not <laughs> again. No, we'll give a quick shout out to our newest patrons, including uh, Patreon Lindsay and long-term patrons Rosalind Aspinall, Tanner Eagle and Billy Sunset. That's a sick name, Billy yeah, Sunset. I think we have a very high percentage of awesome named patrons. So if you've got an awesome name, you have to sign up. That's the law. Well, all of them are pretty cool, like... Yeah, Rose that's Lynn the trick. Aspinall. Every name's cool, so everyone has to sign up. Ha ha, I tricked you all. <laughs> Thousands of new patrons incoming this weekend. Tanner Eagle and the Billy Sunset sounds like a like country rock <laughs> band. band. I would go see them. They'd be playing at like a pub, but they'd be incredible. And you're yeah. like, wait, why are they just playing in this local pub? They should be playing on the world stage. And they'd have like a huge band, like it'd be heaps of like different mm. instruments and that. I just reckon I'm ready to hear more from Tanner Eagle and the Billy Sunsets. Oh, heck yeah. But if you want to join them, this elite crew, and listen to our Adults Only Parks After Dark mm. podcast, check it out at patreon.com forward slash review time. As we said at the top of the episode, we're talking about things coming in 2024. It's an exciting year for theme parks. Looking forward. 2023, pretty lame. 2022, mm. add some okay stuff. But 2024, I feel this is where it's we're starting to catch up a little. Some of the stuff that maybe got delayed a few years during the pandemic construction-wise, we're starting to see that. And we're leading into arguably next year, which is going to be even better year with the opening of Epic Universe. So I feel the next few years, I'm feeling excited for what's to come. Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting couple of years. Since the pandemic, I feel like things kind of went, okay, open everything that was under construction either just before or like after the pandemic, because it was like three years where mm. projects kind of were either halted or delayed or anything. So we got this mad rush of all of these attractions that came out post-pandemic. Um, but then things kind of settled down and we're now leading into this next era of theme parks where it's like 
late 2024, early 2025. We've got some pretty insane things on the way. And from what we know-ish, by the time we do next year's episode of this, there could be a completely different world of theme parks. Of all the stuff we're talking about that's coming this year that we know of, and then, you know, stuff like the rumours as to when Epic Universe is going to open, we could be having Mm. a very different discussion in a year, but we're not. So, should we start close to home? Because Australia actually has some interesting stuff, which is rare to say. <laughs> uh, we've got I know, just, it's, it's yeah. the few times in the world where we can say that we've got uh, something interesting coming to theme parks. Like, we've yeah. had some cool stuff in the past. I think Superman Escape was pretty notable when it first yeah. opened. Stuff like Scooby-Doo Spooky Coaster, Tower of Terror over at Dreamworld, um, and DC Rivals definitely put Movie World on the map. Mm. But now, we're but getting some then, things that are actually like... Yeah. yeah, really different. So, uh, for example, coming to Dreamworld later this year, we're expected to get a coaster called Jungle Rush. Now, this one's really interesting because it's part yeah. of their... Uh, what's that land called? It's a new land. Rivertown. Rivertown. So, it's a throwback to a land that used to be there, I believe, when the park opened. But it seems to be kind of in-name only. Mm. It's a throwback to that but it, it's not like the land. So Rivertown's going to have two attractions. They're going to have like a, a vintage cars type ride that they released some concept art for this week where it looks like it's going to kind of go under a crashed plane. So I'll definitely mm. be interested to see if hopefully that turns out like the concept art because it looks pretty cool. But the main ride is kind of a prototype, I believe. Yeah. Made by Vekoma. It's like a family ride, but it's going to have a... It's almost like an inclined turntable switch track in the middle of this attraction that we have seen the the prototype at Vacoma Factory, but we kind of have no idea what it's going to be used for in this ride or what it's going to ride like or what it's going to experience it's like. It's kind of like a weird boomerang. So yeah. we did get a little bit of a glimpse as to what is maybe coming Um Oh, was this when they accidentally left up the layout document in a public area yes. earlier in the year? Yes. Yeah, that was a whoopsie. Yeah, so a document leaked, which was essentially meant to be for workers to know where they can work and what's going where. I think they put it on the wrong side of the construction fence. I legitimately think that's what happened. Legit. Because it had the full layout of the roller coaster. It had the full layout of the vintage cars printed mm. on it. And it was just facing on the construction wall out towards guests. But it was clearly not designed for guests. It was, like, for use by builders. <clears throat> and then, like, once it actually leaked onto the internet, it was gone. That whole thing mm. was just... It disappeared and they've never mentioned it. So, clearly, someone yep. got into a lot of trouble for that. But it was really interesting because the idea that we got for this attraction is that, essentially, you start off and... You go through a little bit of like twists and turns before going onto a lift hill where you go up the lift hill and then you'll go backwards and you'll go backwards through the track until you're then going backwards up the same lift hill in the same place. So you like go out and in and then back into the temple. Yeah, The lift hill can like turn as if it's on a turntable. Mm. So you can go in forwards, it rotates Let's you go, you then go backwards, you go back in, rotates to a new position, you're now going forwards. Seems cool. 
I'm excited to see how it rides. I hope it doesn't have the prototype special where it's more cool than fun. Yeah. Which does sometimes happen with prototypes, but I'm excited. It looks cool, One I of think. the interesting things about this, from all of the concept that we've seen, the actual turntable itself won't be really all that visible to the public. And I think that's a shame because that's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, so it looks like the whole ride is going to be inside what can only be described as kind of Indiana Jones light, mm. like a temple sort of building. So... The, the land's called Rivertown, which used to be kind of Australia themed, but this seems to be like jungle themed, you know, like adventure land yeah. style. Uh, so that inside there's going to be this big temple and that's where, as you're saying, they're hiding this switch track mechanism. So my only thought is maybe they're going for the thing where sometimes zooming around the land, people are going forwards. Sometimes they're going backwards. Other times they're going forwards again. And it kind of leaves you with that thought of like, Huh, I wonder what's happening in there. Well, I guess I have to find out. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting attraction when it opens. And I'm excited for the, like, what did leak. We saw an interesting integration between that coaster and the vintage car coaster. So it looks mm. to be, like, less of just... Not a coaster, it's just a vintage car. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, yep. the vintage car style coaster. <laughs> just slap a vintage car. Onto Top Thrill Drag. Yeah, let's go. I, I see don't see happens. anything wrong with let's that. <laughs> the integration between those two different rides uh, is going to be really interesting. I'm I'm excited for this one. It Similar to yeah. you, I have that anticipation where it's like, is the pacing going to be off? Because if it's like, wee, and then you have to wait like 15 seconds to go up and then like all of the sensors have to match up and it's then wee, and then go back mm. up the lift hill again, wait another 15 to 20 seconds and then wee, and then the ride's over where it's like, I guess More I can- lift hill than ride almost. Yeah. I hope that they add some show elements. Um It'll be interesting to see yeah, how it they turns out. They've got a big out. building. They've got a big building, this big temple, this big facade. So hopefully it's not just, what was that ride we rode at Six Flags where it, had, it looked like it had this like temple on the outside and we're like, oh, there's going to be something super cool inside. And it was literally just a shed. That was... What, what, was it Six Flags Great Adventure? It's the one with the skull. Yes. And I remember this I remember skull. I remember it from... Um, Roller coaster tycoon mm. days. It was like something mountain, misses some I'm skull mountain. Looking or something up like rides that. and experience, thrill rides. Oh, you can buy a brick at Six Flags Great Adventure at the moment, which is exciting. A brick of what? Uh, you can buy a brick. Like you know how they oh. put it in the pavers? It's like Oh, that's yeah, kind of cool. Become part of the dream. I kinda wanna do that. Let's look into that. Anyway, um, the attraction is called Skull Mountain. Okay, I was right. Yeah. And it had this cool facade and then on the inside it was literally nothing. I think there was storage for their Halloween event inside there on the floor. There was a giant spider. Like a really big... But I think that was for the Halloween event, right? Because it kind of didn't look as if it was meant to be viewed from the right. Yeah. It was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope it's not like that, this Dream World <laughs> one. <laughs> but they've been doing some cool stuff there. They've got that new, like, interactive animatronic octopus. 
Uh, they've redone the kids area, which is, that park's changed a lot since we were last mm. there. And it's probably going to be when this new expansion opens the next time we get there as well. So I'm excited to see And it's that. coming along quick from everything we're seeing. They've already- yeah, it opens this year sometime. Yeah. Don't know when. I believe it's- Well, that's the whole point of this episode, it's I It's gone vertical? <laughs> Uh, I think they've had groundbreaking. Yeah, mm. for sure. So we'll, we'll see soon. soon. Uh, around the corner, yeah, though, from Dream Yeah, I was going to say, let's not go too far. <laughs> we'll just go down because it seems to be the year of um, themed lands coming to Australia. Now, Australia has hit and miss experiences with themed lands. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Precincts, Aww. as they insist on calling them in Australia, which I hate, hate, hate. But- some of them have been, you know, pretty decent. And then some of them have not. <laughs> so we're hoping that the ones coming this year are the decent one. But the other one is, uh, coming to Movie World, the world's first and only Wizard of Oz themed land at a theme park. Which is interesting because close your eyes and think about what a Wizard of Oz land would Ooh. have. And if you know nothing uh, about oh, this. Right, maybe? Yeah. That could be Maybe. cool, like a river cruise or, you know, a dark ride. Definitely, you'd imagine. like you, or, or maybe like a theatre show. Like a, something oh, yeah. that you, know, you could tie in Wicked. Like a one-act and... version. Yeah. yeah. How about three roller coasters? What? Yeah, yeah that's the land. Just, just three roller coasters? And two of them are that's boomerangs. The they're off-the-shelf oh. Vacopa boomerangs. <laughs> this isn't... It's almost as if they didn't know what this land was going to be themed to and they'd already bought the rides and changed the theme at the last minute or something. This has been a very interesting journey because we've been following this one for a, a while um, and people have known it's been coming ever since Arkham left us uh, in 2019 and for the longest time, Arkham just sat there and everyone was like, something big yeah. is going to replace that. And we got some leaks. So this was a big, if you're not sure what Arkham is, this was a big Vacoma SLC. Mm. It was like big, thrilling, quite intense. Very intense. It was a brain rattler. From, yeah. So the, some people weren't sad that it's close. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was cool. They did some really interesting things with it in the past. Like it, it changed theming a couple of times at the start. It mm. was themed to Lethal Weapon. And then it changed over to mm -hmm. Batman Arkham, like the actual Arkham Asylum series, which was really cool. It was the only one in the world. Um, and then the final iteration was it was dirt because they knocked it down. Um <laughs> and look, all yep. good things have to come to an end eventually. But their their replacement, we knew what attractions were coming for a while because they held a press conference with like all of their staff and they were like, here's what's coming. And it was going to be a Joker's Funhouse style attraction. Yeah. Where and this leaked. This wasn't a publicly announced thing, but it leaked online. And the Joker's Funhouse, which if you're not familiar with Movie World... As soon as we said Joker's Funhouse, you would have rolled your eyes because Movie World is DC Comics yeah. World already. So it would have just been another DC Comics land. Very similar to Six Flags, like just a lot of 
Batman mm. everywhere. Um, but this was an interesting concept. They're kind of going to keep the same theme in, and the boomerang was actually going to go up through where, if you ever look at pictures of Arkham, it kind of had this big tower, which Batman stood atop of, which was really cool. It was actually going to go the back part of the boomerang through that, and then they were going to put, like, Joker stuff all over it. So it was as if Joker had taken over Arkham, which a good use of space. And then out of the blue, they were like, Wizard of Oz. And everyone was like, huh? Okay, they must be having different attractions. And then it was like, nah, Wizard of Oz, two off-the-shelf Vekoma roller coasters. And everyone's kind of like, okay, let's see where this goes. Uh, Really interesting because everything about the land looks really cool. It looks like it's going to have a lot of theming, some really interesting elements Mm -hmm. uh, attached to it. but there are some things that have me wondering, such as the off-the-shelf Vacoma roller coaster that we already have a version of in Australia, because they announced yep. that, and then another theme park down in Melbourne uh, called Gumbaya World was like, oh, that's very similar to our new coaster coming soon called TNT. It's identical. They have the... Ex- <laughs> it's the same. If you've been to... Uh, Dollywood, it's the same ride there. So I've ridden this mm. ride, but at Dollywood, and it's going to be the same. And you just know, they spent so long arming and ahhing about this. And the fact that another much smaller theme park managed to get this exact ride built, constructed, and opened probably two years by the time it opens before them would not be sitting well. No, I can't imagine that anyone's too impressed with that. I- And apparently it's been meant to be constructed for a very long time. Like this was all meant to open, I believe, this year and it has been pushed back. It's still officially opening this year. The thing that was meant to be opening this year was Scooby was meant to be reopening, but it's been pushed to next year. Officially, this is still this year. But if you look at how much concept art and pushing has been happening from Dreamworld... And yet, when we look over to Movie World, we still only have that one piece of concept art that was, like, over a year ago at this Mm. point. There is some very slow work progressing, but I'm curious and hope we see more soon. Because it could be amazing. It could be okay. It could be disappointing. But at this stage, we just don't know. Hopefully, it's good. Australian theme parks, we talk about on the show in a tongue-in-cheek-ish way, but Australian theme parks aren't great in the world's scheme. But both of our major parks are attempting immersive themed lands this year. So we're theme park enthusiasts. Mm. We hope they both hit it out of the park. We want them to do well. Um, So I'm excited. I'm excited regardless. We also have at the same park... Flash Speed Force, which was meant to open, I believe, around Easter. Is that the world's first ride within a ride? If you ignore all the other ride within a rides that exist in theme parks around the world? Well, it's not technically the world's first ride in a ride. Their marketing says it's the Southern Hemisphere's first ride within a ride. Despite Uh, uh, all (laughs) of... Luna Park, Melbourne. Luna Park, Melbourne. Being within the scenic railway, as well as Freaky Frogs at Luna Park, Sydney, yeah. being inside uh, Boomerang. So, interesting choice of instantly well, debunkable. It's not even a... Mu- like, and 
is that impressive as a marketing push anyway? Who? Why would someone care if it's the world's tall? You know, the tallest, fastest, longest. Those are impressive. A ride within a ride. Okay. Do you reckon somebody like care? jumped up? From their uh, TV. I've got it. I have to go to Movie World because there's a ride within a ride. Like, why would I no. go anywhere else? I don't know. Interesting uh, choice. Outparks love stupid claims to fame. Instead of just advertising something as what it actually is, they advertise it as the world's greatest family coaster. The only ride within a ride in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, what was... Um, DC Rivals, oh yes, the world's best no, coaster. No, uh, DC Rivals, they did a weird thing where it was like the longest, tallest, greatest roller coaster in the world. But they said it in yeah. such a way in the ad that it's like the tallest, the longest, the greatest coaster in the world. So it's like, no, 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 we're not saying that it's the longest coaster <laughs> in the world or the tallest coaster. We're just saying... Just the greatest, you know, that thing that you can't prove. <laughs> the the official title was The Longest, as in, like, you have to look at that in its single segment and then The yeah. Tallest. And it's like, of what? And then, uh, you, you make up your uh, mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Our parks are weird. They do weird things. And it's not as if, you know, they're competing with... Big, huge players. They're just kind of competing with each other. And it's strange. But, hey, what can you do? But we've been in Australia for long enough. Still, there's exciting things happening here. (laughs) There's things a hundred times more exciting happening around the world. Let's start, I think, with the one that I'm the most hmm Hmm. about. I'm like, I'm curious. I hope it's going to be good. We'll find hmm. out. Uh, and that is Tiana's Bayou Adventure coming to uh, both Disneyland and Walt Disney World this year. Walt Disney World looks like it is ahead of Disneyland currently. So there's May open first, but both of them are still officially set to open this year. This is, of course, the overlay to Splash Mountain, which closed um, about a year ago. Yeah. Ish, I want to say. So it's been closed for a while. This isn't going to be the. Do you remember the the speedy overlay special for Tower into Guardians? Oh, yeah. That was like three or four months. It was insane. So, this one's going to be a little more... From what I've heard, though, this is much harder to work in. It's obviously a much longer ride. Isn't a lot of the... Um, the theming essentially like concreted in? A lot of the building so- was designed in such a way that it is just pure concrete. Um, mm. most of the... Because of water. Yeah, it, it's, you don't want to build it out of wood or something that's going to yeah, rot. They wanted it to last a really long time and kudos to them. There's a really interesting picture I saw where it was like they've cut into the roof in several areas so that they can just like lower uh, stuff in, which is... Like drop yeah. in scenic elements. So I think what a lot of people need to expect when it comes to this attraction is that it's not going to be like a completely different ride because yeah, it's still going to have the same ride system. It's still going to have the same ride layout. It's as you can see from the outside, they're changing it a bit, Mm. 
but the core is still obviously going to be the same. Because this is one of the interesting things I hear from people when they talk about this. They're like, oh, you know, Disney is about to knock it out of the park with this attraction. And I don't have any issue with this traction existing. Like a lot of the time I do worry that whenever you say like, hmm, I've got reservations behind this ride, that a lot of people think you have reservations in terms of the political sense. I don't care that Splash Mountain is gone. And I think if it yeah. was offending people or making people upset, then Disney has the full right to pull it out of their parks if they don't believe that it's on brand for them. Um but when it comes to the actual attraction, people are kind of treating it like this is going to be epic, this new thing. And just the restrictions that they're working with, like sometimes you can create something great with restrictions. But oftentimes, if you're not all that creative and if maybe you've lost a lot of Imagineers um, and many of them now work on a theme park down the road from Walt Disney World, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit harder to do the same creative things with such a restrictive project. Yeah, and I love uh, Princess and the Frog. I think it's a severely underrated oh, film. I love the music. The music has this become this thing, and it since it came out almost, it's my plane music. Mm. I listen to it on the plane, and it has to do with the way that the soundtrack is ordered because it will. So when I'm ready to like, I can't really sleep on planes, but I can go into this like Zen mode. And I love listening to Princess and the Frog because it starts with all the lyric-based tracks and then it moves into, like, the underscores. Ah, uh, yeah. So it starts with songs and it slowly builds down. And then the, the like, Randy Newman music that's just, like, in the bio and stuff is so calming. And it's, like, perfect for just, like, drifting off. Mm. If you, if you want a, a drift-off-on-the-plane soundtrack, be my guest. It, uh, borrow it. It's great. Little meditation. But my issue is it's not based on the film, which is weird. I know we talk about book report rides. We talk about all of this. But from what we're hearing, it's kind of based off a Disney Plus series that we haven't heard anything about for years. Yesterday, we heard the Moana Disney Plus series is now a film instead. So I wonder if they've based it off a Disney Plus series that may never come out, (laughs) which is going to be weird if they have. Yeah. I feel like Disney sees the writing on the walls with Disney Plus, and so do a lot of other streaming services as well. Mm. They realize that when you all try and have a slice of the pie, you're leaving very little for yourself. It's that thing. I don't know about you, but we in our household now don't have any streaming services anymore. We'll wait until something, you know, we want to watch comes out. We might subscribe for a month once it's fully out. But other than that, we pretty much just watch YouTube nowadays. Yeah. Because I don't need to pay consistent subscription fees for maybe one show a year to come out that I actually want to watch. It made a lot more sense when it was like 20 bucks for Netflix and you get everything. It makes a lot less sense when the consumer is paying 100 to 150 dollars every month to just get the same access to the things that they once had before. And it's very hard to justify from Disney's perspective where they're like, oh, well, you have access to all of Disney's stuff. It's like, okay, cool. Well, a lot of the retro stuff I'm happy to see every now and then. I don't need to see it on demand um, whenever I want. And a lot of the newest stuff was so production crunched that it's just like they're kind of one and done's. Yeah. You like there's nothing that I've watched on Disney Plus where I've gone, 
that's phenomenal. I can see myself watching that multiple times. Like everything yeah. has been good. Like Loki season two, fantastic. But once you've kind of seen it, it's got that Disney plus problem where it's like every episode is kind of driven by the episode before it and the cliffhangers that they have. Yeah. And so, and you know, it's coming to an end because it's like, Oh, I've got two minutes left clearly because they're setting up something. They're not going to answer until next week. Yeah. And it's being conveniently designed that the six episodes go across three different months so that they need three subscription uh, payments. Mm. The one that does bother me though, yeah. outside of Disney plus is when, Amazon Prime does this where they'll be like, oh, no, we're not releasing it, you know, week after week. We'll just do like, okay, the first part of season two drops at this time. And then the second part drops like four months from now. And it's like, that's what, remember, that's what happened with Stranger Things on Netflix. And everyone's like, we know what you're doing here. We're not dumb. Like, just you're expecting this because you've made this whole, your whole thing, the binge on day one every episode of whatever your new series is and then you've realized oh well this is pretty much the only show a lot of people are subscribing for i have a cunning plan <laughs> let's just go back to week by week that's yeah, the reason why it existed so that they could get more advertisements yeah. on tv we're just coming full circle yeah. We're back. We're back, everyone. But yeah, I'm excited for this ride. I hope they do utilize a lot of the old music, yeah. even if it is officially canonized that people like Dr. Facilier and that aren't in it anymore, even though that would have been the most logical, um, you know, build up going up the Lift Hill song dum, dum, from dum, him. Dum, 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 yeah, dum, exactly. Dum, dum. Apparently now it's uh, Madame... Um, is her name Madame Oh, Moody? they're like, dig a little that? deeper. Dun, 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 uh, dun. I'm not sure what song, but it's set in her, like, place. Because it has those bottles hanging yeah. down. So, it'll be interesting to see. I am I hope it's good. We will find out uh, soon-ish, eventually, mm. at least via POVs. I don't actually know the next time I'm going to get to a Disney park in the U.S., yeah. Which is the only place it's coming to at the moment because Splash is obviously still existing uh, in Tokyo. But hopefully it's good. We've got our reservations for different reasons. You know, Disney lately, they're doing some great work. They're doing some underwhelming work. Where this sits between that big spectrum, we will find out, I guess. I think as well, one of the problems Disney has when a lot of people compare them to say like, Universal. Universal have it easy. And I mean this in the nicest way, where it's like when you're building a park the size of Epic Universe and it all drops on the one day, you can kind of forgive the mistakes and the miscomings and all that. Like if miscomings. No one's going to talk about the worst ride in the park. Yeah. No one's going to come out of Epic Universe and be yep. like, oh, the carousel sucks. Like, people are going to come out and talk about the big things and the best things and the stuff that's groundbreaking, and that's what we're going to hear about. When people are comparing Universal and Disney, they're kind of... You need to compare it to what Universal used to be doing uh, and still kind of is, where it's like an attraction every year. And Universal did Mm -hmm. get a lot of criticism for stuff like the Jurassic World overlay, Fast and Furious, 
And that's what we're <sighs> comparing Disney at the moment. They're doing that. They're just bringing things out like one one at a time, a little bit here and there. But then everyone's yeah. like, ah. And all focus is on that one thing. Yeah. Like what happened when the Epcot hub opened. When you're opening a whole park, just pretend that doesn't exist. Everyone wants to, you know, spin the positive, get that news cycle going. So it's going to be very interesting to see what yeah, happens. You kind of have to treat every situation just as it is, um, mm. which is difficult in a time like this where it's really exciting. But I, I just, yeah, I'm interested to see how Tiana opens. I reckon they can do some really cool things with it. And I think the foliage looks nice, despite it kind of dwarfing the mountain a little bit. Yeah, the salt. No, it's not a mountain. It's a salt hill or something, isn't it now? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Splash I don't know what that means. Salt I'm not hill. from that part of the world. <laughs> but we've we've done Australia, we've done the US, yeah. but those places are boring, boring in comparison. <laughs> boring alert compared to another country that arguably has the best year for theme parks mm. they've probably had since t- 2001. Yeah. I would say, and arguably even better because both of the big players have something to show. And that is, of course, Uganda. Japan. Oh, Japan. Uh- <laughs> it's, it's finally making it. They're opening a thousand theme parks. <laughs> but let's start with, I would say, the, the least but still exciting, exciting thing in Japan. So we're going over to Osaka Universal Studios, where they are opening the expansion to Super Nintendo What World. did you call me? You sucker. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> They're opening the uh, expansion to Super Nintendo World, which is Donkey Kong Country. Mm. Now, this looks pretty dang cool. Donkey Kong. This is what is going to open just in general when Epic Universe opens. This is going to be just there. But this is going to be the the first version in Japan because apparently they just get the Nintendo stuff first. They got it with Mario. They're getting it with Donkey Kong. The rumor is they're getting it with Pokemon. So, have you? This land I think looks pretty dang cool. Yeah, I don't know a whole bunch about it. I know probably more from the Epic Universe stuff that we've seen because we have like a bit more of the construction photos Mm. and also it's hard for me to differentiate when looking at them like which one's which (laughs) well this one's pretty much done from what we're hearing there was talk it was going to already be open by this point in the year but it it isn't so this is it has a single attraction which is going to be the donkey kong boom coaster it's called like minecart madness or something like that uh boom coaster is the ride type because this is going to be the world's first coaster that can look as if it's jumping off the track. I thought you were going to say doing a your coaster in a coaster. <laughs> uh, so it's going to look as if it's jumping off the track in your best roller coaster tycoon <laughs> <laughs> dreams, essentially. No, this legit looks like it's something straight out of Thrillville. Um yeah, yeah, Thrillville special. Very interesting concept. Basically, if you imagine it, the track is actually uh, vertical and you ride on the vertical track, but your coaster, like the actual train that you sit in, is kind of on like an L shape. 
kind of like mm. sticks up and then comes out and then your coaster sits on the end. So they can do some cool things where you're riding along and it looks like you're following a track and then it will like jump over different tracks. This is really cool. Uh, concept from the fact that they're taking an element of a video game and making a whole roller coaster system around it. Like we've always had these ideas behind like how would you have a coaster like this if it did actually exist through the history. Like I remember Disney was coming mm. up with kind of concepts of how they could have a coaster detach and then reattach to a track. I think. Yeah. That volcano. Yeah. The uh Fire Mountain, I think it was called. It was going to be behind Pirates of the Caribbean at the Magic Kingdom. And so, you know, there were concepts on how it would be done, but no one's ever actually done the engineering behind it. And now to actually see that is really cool. I'm excited for this. I know very little about it, in all honesty. Yeah, we don't know it. We've seen some leaks of uh, layouts and we've seen, you know, the prototype of the ride was I believe it's made by SNS, don't quote me on that. Uh, but the prototype of it was at their factory, and maybe Vacoma. They said Vacoma seems to do everything nowadays in the mm. major parks, but it looks as if I do worry again. We've talked about this with another ride on this list, but I do worry it's going to have prototype issue, prototype feeling. And it looks as if it has very small ride vehicles of only like four people, which means in Japan, this is going to be a five hour wait almost every day of the year because I can't imagine its capacity is going to be above a thousand guests per hour. Yeah. It's also going to be interesting because of the way that the mechanism works. It has to have some very specific weight distribution And so we have seen problems with Universal in the US where they've been um, like their ride vehicles haven't been considered to be fairly accessible. And so Mm. it will be interesting to see how that plays into it as well, like whether they will need to check weights beforehand and stuff like that, Um, because it's like a beam attached to a pole and that doesn't take weight as well as a coaster track with. Yeah, it's just different engineering. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays into it. Yeah, I think to me, it's really interesting that the second Nintendo franchise that is getting and ride is Donkey Kong. Mm. Like Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country games are really great. Um, I played Donkey Kong Country a ton as a kid, even though it was insanely difficult when i was a child um and tropical freeze the recent game from wii u and nintendo switch is probably one of the best 2d platformers of recent time i just wouldn't have thought it was the second biggest franchise after mario to make a new write-off so i do wonder if it was like more we have a unique idea for this and we don't necessarily have one for zelda and pokemon or whatever else but Hopefully it's good. Mm. Looks like it's going to be cool. We're hoping to experience it at some point. Uh, If not in Japan, it opens an epic universe next year. So I'm sure over the next year, 18 months, we'll be at either Japan or epic universe. Who knows? Watch this space. Mm. No official, no official trips have been announced. No, nothing official just yet. Yeah. But that, that's, 
That's done. We've yeah. done talked about everything. We can finally talk about the thing we wanted to talk <laughs> about, which is the largest ever expansion coming to the best theme park in the world. This is Fantasy Springs opening at Tokyo Disney Sea. Now, this was rumored uh, for years to not be the place for an expansion for Tokyo Disney Sea, but to instead be Tokyo Disney Sky. The third ah, theme yes. park at the resort. This was one of my favorite little rumor fests that just happened for a shortest time. It was maybe for like two weeks. There was all these rumors that this little tiny plot of land was going to have an entire theme park that was multiple stories high, used like walker laders and all of that to get people to the different areas and then, like, three weeks later, uh, Disney and Oriental Land Company were like, no, we're building another... We're just building expansion to Disney Sea and Disneyland in that space, you fools. And I was like, <laughs> this one... Which, that has to. Some people say that isn't real, but it's too silly, I feel, to have been made up. I guarantee you, at some point, Tokyo Disney Sky was considered as a real oh, thing. Oh, yeah. There are, it was from a Japanese newspaper, I believe. That's where they were like, reported that a $2.7 billion expansion for Tokyo Disney Resort would include a brand new third theme park. Mm. And that was from. And if you look, there's pictures of like where it was going to go. It's bizarre. It, it doesn't look like you could build a theme park there. And that's where this whole talk of it was going to be multiple stories. And it was going to be themed to like Pandora Star Wars. Uh, there was a few other things that they were like, it's all sky related, but then sky related essentially just meant space related because both of the, o- the only things I remember were sci-fi franchises. Well, apparently, uh, according to Chris Explorer, a few days ago was the six year anniversary for the wild rumor of Tokyo Disney Sky. And it was essentially oh, meant wow, to Oh, wow. That rap. makes me feel old. Yeah. It was a while ago <laughs> because- when was Fantasy Springs announced? It was a, a. It wasn't long after that. Yeah, I'm. Fantasy Springs. It was. I'm pretty sure that's when it kind of was. It was very soon after. Like it was shockingly soon after for some mm. reason, and everyone was because like, "Because if you oh. look back, I get it now." Because uh, Frozen, they originally announced it. Fantasy Springs, that wasn't a thing, but the original announcement was that there was going to be a Scandinavia-themed area going into Tokyo Disney Sea next to Indiana Jones. And they had prepped the land, they had cleared it out, and then Fantasy Sky started being rumoured, and not long after, they're like, no, 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 you're all wrong. We are actually building a ginormous expansion that's essentially three lands in one, and we're going to call it Fantasy Springs, and it's all going to be IP. That was in 2015 was when they announced the Scandinavia port, and then they went really mm. quiet on it. In 2018 is when they announced uh, Fantasy Springs, which is insane. That was- Which is six, yeah, six years ago. Two so years it is about- before the pandemic. Jeez. And it's- this is hitting classic Disney construction uh, timeframes now. Oh, yeah. So hopefully it's been worth 
the way. But this is going to be, as we were saying, three mini lands, a new deluxe and even more than deluxe level hotel, mm. which the, the luxury level hotel is more expensive than the Star Cruiser. So that puts it into um, perspective. They're calling it and like includes a, a whole lot grand less. suite or something like that. Yeah, the Grand Chateau. I think it's called the Fantasy Springs Hotel Grand Chateau mm. and the Fantasy Springs Hotel something. Fantasy Hotel. I think it's called like I the don't know. Fantasy Springs Hotel. Yeah. And that but it has two like two hotels in inverted commas within the hotel. Yeah. They have a deluxe level hotel and then this luxury level hotel, which is I th- I think it came out as like three thousand dollars a night or something. Absolutely insane. Which is wild. I don't think, especially when you know the dollar is relatively strong against the Japanese yen currently, mm. but the Japanese um, people don't earn very much money. So this clearly seems to be Oriental Land Company and Disney in Japan aiming at a very different market to what their parks have been before. Their parks are still. Only around 60 US dollars to get into for a day. But they now have a hotel that is $3,000 a Mm. night. You could go to the park 50 times (laughs) or stay in this hotel once. I know what I'd like to do. Stay in (laughs) the hotel. (laughs) Yeah, But that's the hotel. Yeah, I don't know. It sold out instantly as soon as it became available within like three minutes from what I heard. Jeez. So I guess we're wrong and they are right. <laughs> but this is broken down into three lands. They have a frozen mm-hmm. land, they have a tangled land, and they have a Peter Pan land. Peter. Now, the frozen land kind of looks like, remember what we did in Hong Kong? We're just doing that, but better. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this is really interesting because it's not like we're getting anything brand spankers we are just getting kind of the definitive version of it so like yeah we've had a bit of a rapunzel's uh forest it was a toilet at walt disney world now we actually get a ride oh yeah um we have frozen at Hong Kong, now we get an even better Frozen, which I feel so sorry for Hong Kong because it's just like, yeah. like, yay, look at us. And then Fantasy Springs is going to be like, no. Um, <laughs> then you have Peter Pan, which Peter Pan has been around for a very long time in Disney theme parks. It's nothing new, but everything we're seeing is a really cool interpretation of Peter Pan. It, like everything's going to be new despite being nothing new. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll quickly race through each area. So, uh, the Frozen area is going to have not Frozen Ever After. This one's called Anna and Elsa's Frozen Journey. The names of these rides are a bit whack. Mm. Uh, So, this one, we don't know a ton about. We do know the boats are a little bigger. Originally, it was rumoured to use the Shanghai Disneyland Pirates ride system. I believe that isn't the case anymore, unfortunately. Which is a shame because... That ride system looks incredible and has only been used once. Disney likes to use these amazing ride systems and then completely underutilize them. I guess. But make everything a trackless star What's the benefit for the guests in that sense of like when you have the system that they have at Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai where it's kind of all automated, um, 
Yeah, it, it's not a free-floating ride system, technically. It's contro- fully controlled, which allows you, as a designer, to fully create scenes to be experienced in a certain way. Unlike regular Pirates of the Caribbean, where the animatronics are just like... On a loop. Cycling, yeah. and you, you'll see what you see when you see it. You can create full, like, show scenes and stuff in a different way. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what this is going to be. Uh, it's meant to be slightly longer than Frozen Ever After. Officially, it's coming in at six and a half minutes. I believe Frozen Ever After is about four and a half Ooh. minutes. Um, so hopefully that's a good a good thing. Hopefully it's not just two minutes of black walls because they <laughs> ran out of budget. <laughs> two minutes of just minutes. Josh Gad dancing. Like, hey, yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> Actually, to be fair. I would watch that. Fair. They're also going to have a dining, of course, in this land. They have a counter service and a quick service snack. Sorry. And then the next land is fro- frozen. I just said that. Is Rapunzel's Forest. Uh, this one, another banger name. Ooh. A boat ride called fro- Rapunzel's Lantern Festival. Ah. What a cat. Mm, yeah, that name really says five minute long boat ride experiencing <laughs> Bunzel's best day ever book report water ride. Yeah, I look, I think they need to make it so that it works in both Japanese and English. So, but the other things that this park don't, they just kind of, it's like they're good in English and I don't know what they translate as. Yeah, true. Like Sinbad Storybook Voyage. That tells you kind of exactly what it is. Mm. Um, in fairness, though, they did have to redo that the entire Earth. ride because it was originally just called like Sinbad's Voyage. Yeah, I think it was closely, more closely named to the book, like the Seven Voyages of Sinbad yeah. or whatever it was called, something like that. But this ride looks, I don't know. It's kind of the one I'm like, Okay. I really like Frozen. But I would say Frozen. Uh, not Frozen. Tangled, uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I really like Tangled. Tangled is my, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Tangled is my favorite of these three films. But as the land, it's kind of the one I'm like, okay. Yeah. We'll see. It looks the smallest. It kind of look. It has an outdoor section, which looks to not have a ton. It almost looks like from the outside. Hopefully inside's going to be better. But it looks like... The IP version of Storybook Voyage at Disneyland. Yeah. We just... What's that called? The Storybook Canal Boats? That that At Shanghai? No, the one at Disneyland where you go through the miniatures. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I think it is Storybook Canal Boats. That rings a bell. We did it at night, I feel. Yeah. And you have the live performer... But they kind of just delight. Uh, the cast member is like, that, that's where Aladdin lives. <laughs> that's where Snow White lives. It's all of the rejects like, oh, from okay. um, the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ride system here look... Uh, sorry, the show building is the smallest of all the show buildings by a considerable margin. Yeah. So who knows? I reckon you could have a... And hopefully do have a really sick finale scene where it's the Lantern Festival... And it's singing, at last I see the light, and there's, like, heaps of lanterns floating above That'd be you. really nice. That could be cool. And surely they, you don't build that ride, not build that scene, no. right? It'd be like, 
not having uh, Dr. Facilier in, in oh, Splash no. Mountain. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting ride. I'm excited to see it. I feel like this episode is mostly just us going, that's interesting. I'm excited to see it. Because another yeah, one... there's some stuff we do know more about that we can't say because, you know, there's stuff we know about different lands happening around the world that we we're sworn to secrecy on but then there is others that we're genuinely like oh i hope it's good i have no idea what's inside that building the one that is very interesting to me is peter pan um so we have the peter pan's neverland land which looks really the land is called peter and the ride is called peter pan's neverland adventure what (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's the name of the ride. The land is called Peter Pan's Neverland, and the main ride is called Peter Pan's Neverland Adventure. Oh, this is raining Spider-Man a web-slinging adventure levels of naming here. Well, look, I hope the land's better than the names. It looks gonna like it's gonna be incredible, but I hope the names aren't a side of what's actually gonna be inside. I'm just speechless to most of these. I don't know what to say. <laughs> We got some really cool um, pictures coming out of this land the other day because uh, they have smoke like billowing out of the mountains, which is really exciting. Mm. Um, yeah. Very. We don't know what this ride is. We know it's going to have 3D glasses. It's going to be a six minute long attraction, but we don't know if it's going to be like a Spider-Man ride system. We don't know if it's going to be like a Simpsons ride system. We don't know if it's going to be like a Rise of Resistance ride system. This is the one where I think it's either going to be absolutely incredible yeah. or it's going to just be soaring, but over Neverland instead. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. The show building is about the same size, I believe even slightly larger than Indiana Jones. So yeah, it's quite tall as well, though. Mm. It's kind of... Not quite the same, but it's similar to Pandora, um, Flight of Passage. However, remember Flight of Passage is two buildings in one. It has the boat ride underneath. Yeah. Where this, if it's a similar size, but only has one, it could be obviously quite different. But yeah, it's about that size, which is kind of maybe giving credence to the, it may be a flying theater. Mm. But I, I can't imagine they're just going to build a flying theater in a park that's most recent attraction was Sora. Yeah. Right? We've also seen the ride vehicle, and the ride vehicle doesn't really lend itself to a flying theatre. It could. It looks like the Simpsons ride ride vehicle to me. Yeah. But with an extra row. So I'm I'm curious to see what we get out of that. Again, we know so little about it. We know so little about what's coming to to Fantasy Springs, even though it opens in a couple of months. Yeah, it opens in June yeah. of this year. So, uh, good luck to anyone going ar- there around that time. One of our friends is, and I wish him the best <laughs> of luck. There is, of course, one. How could we forget oh. the best ride in oh. the land? Tink, sorry, let me get the correct name. It's not Tinkerbell's Busy bug- Buggies. It's Fairy Tinkerbell's Busy Buggies. Oh. Another absolute banger of a name. <laughs> this looks to be some type of like flat ride, which I can only assume is Heimlich's choo-choo train fairy 
Tinkerbell edition. From what I've seen, DCA, apparently yeah. it'll be closer to like uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Oh, that weird. kind of it look like that. Have you seen the poster? It looks like a like if this if this isn't Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, Yum Yum Yum, oh Yummy Watermelon Two, <laughs> I'd be very disappointed. Mm, yum Yum Watermelon, so good. <laughs> Let me just, uh, I haven't actually seen that. I've seen the vehicle. Yeah, the concept art kind of does look as if it's got a track that it goes ah. down. But it also looks like it's insanely small. Yeah, okay. And may have a capacity of seven. Curious. Do we reckon it's going to be similar to, like, Pooh Bear? Yeah, but maybe a completely outdoors? It looks like it's completely outdoors in the concept art. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, this is. Do you reckon this which is, is what makes me think it may be Heimlich? But I'm not sure. Yeah, this one would be interesting. It also is going to be the one that, knowing how this park is operating when this land opens, you have to either pay for the paid access or get lucky with a standby pass. This is going to be the the ride where everyone's like, I don't want that ride, but if I. Like, if I have to get it, it's the only way into the land, I guess. I guess I will. Yeah. It's going to be one of those ones I feel that will just have ridiculous weights despite not having the same standard not as being all a the good ride. <laughs> other yeah. attractions. Yeah. Curious. Yeah. I'm interested to see, again, uh, what it becomes. <laughs> yeah. This is easily this attraction. Not this attraction, sorry. This expansion is the most exciting thing happening in the world of theme parks, mm. in my opinion, this year. It's hard for me to separate each into their individual components. Like, everything individually isn't that exciting or impressive, but just... Oh, it's a huge thing. The fact... It is the fact that they're like, haha, we're opening it all at once. Mm. You could open one of these and it would be cool but not jaw-dropping, which just opening all three of these at once. Even if these rides are just decent, not spectacular, all of them opening at once makes the entire thing spectacular. Yeah, and opinion. that didn't even happen for Galaxy's Edge. We didn't get everything opened at once. I can't even remember when that opened, 2019? Uh, yes, but then Rise, remember, didn't open until later. Yeah, Rise was like... 2021 or something ridiculous it was a long yeah. time because uh, no i think it was 20 it was pre-pandemic oh. but it was a classic i believe it opened at like Walt, wherever it opened last i think at disneyland it opened for like a month and then and then the park closed okay, for two yeah. years no that's yeah. that's why i'm remembering like the timeline was just all whack hmm because you went to Galaxy's yeah. Edge before Rise was open and you're like, what's in there? Yeah. And it was like, neat, but this land should not have been open with just Millennium Falcon. Yep. It would be like opening Fantasy Springs, but everything's still there, but they only open it with the busy buggy fairy Tinkerbell ride. Yes. Maybe they will. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. Oh, they haven't said anything. They haven't officially said that the rides open on June 6th. Oh, no. 
Don't give them ideas. No, no. Uh, open everything, please. They'd make far yeah, more if- uh, money on uh, Premier Access. Mm-hmm. If you can only... What's the one attraction of this entire year that you're most looking forward to? Oh, I think Fantasy Springs, if you can think of it. Uh, probably. No, just one. Only one. That's the oh, rule. Only Fantasy one. Springs is the easy choice, but I'm only letting you pick one. The Tangled ride. I just really like Ooh, Tangled. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. What's no, yours? That's fair. Uh, I'm going to say the, I may come back to kick myself in the butt, but I'm going to say the Peter Pan ride because it's the most mysterious. Yeah, I'm also excited to see, um, how this stuff comes to Australia. I really hope Mm. those end up close-ish to the, how the concept art is portraying them because we need some... Cool, new, exciting stuff here in Australia. Well, that's the thing for me. I know that I'll be at those parks, like, pretty much within a week of them opening. So I'm kind of like, well, I'm excited for them, but I know I'm going to be there. But I don't know yet when I'm going to be at, say, like, Japan or uh, anywhere like that. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that's a good good space to wrap it up. We're back and... There's actually a secret (gasps) special episode coming next week as well. Secret special? Not next week. When we come back, we're going to talk about where we actually were for the six weeks that we (laughs) weren't doing the podcast. Because we've had a lot on. We've been busy boys. Busy, busy. Awesome. But we'll, we'll talk about that in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's Not so damn. long away. If you want to get in contact with me, you can find me at dom at reviewtime.com. Send me an email. Yeah, send me an email, luke at reviewtime.com. Or hit us up on Patreon or anywhere else. You can find us. We're floating around. Um, we exist outside. We're not just ethereal voices that exist only once a week for a podcast. Maybe we do. Maybe we're AI. You'll never know. Oh. We'll catch you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.